like to turn your attention to Mark's account. Four accounts of the one gospel. We're going to look at Mark's account. Chapter 4. Beginning with verse 35 of Mark chapter 4. And the same day, when the even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him, and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose, and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Be peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? I'd like you to notice that when he spoke, he said, Peace, be still. In Exodus 14 and verse 13, Moses told the people to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I'd like to minister for just a little bit tonight on the battle is the Lord's, and we will get through this. Or if you like, we will get through this. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. There are instances in the Bible where the leadership made it clear to the congregation that the battle was not theirs. There were people who were ready to fight. And there were people who were ready to just get with it, mix it up. But the leadership told them to be still, that there was... This situation is such that the Lord is going to take care of it. To have faith in that is what you want to find in your life from day to day, from battle to battle, and even from victory to victory. The Scripture teaches in Isaiah 30 and 7, it said it this way, their strength is to sit still. Their strength is to sit still. The psalmist said it this way in Psalm 46 and 10. He said, be still and know that I am God. Now here we have an instance in Mark's account, chapter 4, and it has been a particularly busy day. They have followed Jesus. He has taught many things. He has done many things. And now it's time, as it's getting towards the evening time, much like it is right here now, and they begin to enter into a ship. And Jesus has told them, we're going to pass over 
unto the other side. We're on this side right now, and we got to go over this sea, and we're going to get to the other side. We're going to pass over unto the other side. In route, in route, here comes a storm, a great wind. Now, yesterday, we had a great wind here. It clouded up, and it darkened up, and it seemed like it was going to rain. And as somebody told me, he said, we didn't get a drop of rain. <laughs> well, maybe that's right where he was. Some people maybe got a drop or two where they were at. But one thing that was certainly common was that the wind was so great that it began to pick up the beautiful muck and whip it around until they said that it looked like to drive from Belglade to South Bay or vice versa to pass from one side to the other that you'd have to have your lights on, sure enough, because it had gotten so dark with the, the dirt in the air. And uh, here they were, all of a sudden, seemingly out of nowhere, everything rocking along real good. We're in the boat with Jesus. We're going to pass over to the other side. He's had a long day. He's going to take a little nap. The flesh is weak and tired, hungry probably. So he's going to take a little nap. Somebody give him a pillow. Let him rest. He's in the hinder part or the back part of the boat, and he's catching a little power nap. And they're beginning to watch all of a sudden out of nowhere as this storm of wind comes up. These clouds come up. And they begin to realize that the boat is taking on water if you put the different accounts together. They begin to realize that the boat is being uh, just rocked to and fro, and they're getting very scared. They're upset. They don't know what the outcome here is going to be. And because of that anxiety, which is a fear of the unknown, they begin to panic. Finally, somebody begin to go and get him and awaken him and actually accused him of not caring about them, that they were about to perish. But the Bible, of course, teaches us that Jesus arose, and he began to speak, and he said, Peace, be still. And they marveled, and they were, uh, even Jesus said to them, he said, Why are you so fearful? Why are you getting so upset? Sometimes the things that upset us uh, haven't got him upset at all. Things that we get all bent out of shape and we get a lot of fear of what's going to happen because we don't know what's going to happen. And we forget who's on board just because possibly he chose to take a back seat for a little while and to test your faith and see what you're going to do in this moment uh, when it's a storm is on, a difficulty a contrary wind is there and uh, it's gotten dark and cloudy and playing with your emotions and your five natural senses are being affected in the most negative way. Let's not forget that He is God. And they were learning that lesson because they begin to even fear more. Uh, not because of the storm anymore, but because of the great power and authority that was in his spoken word to calm the storm. So I don't know if they were more fearful of the storm or more fearful of the calming of the storm. And yet, I'll tell you, I'll take God's remedy any day. And let's put our faith in him. He asked them where their faith was. Why are you of, you, why are you of so little faith? How many things have you seen God do? And the more he does, the more you 
you want to call to remembrance what he has done. So it prepares you for what he's about to do. The writer said in many places, it said to be still. This is God's business, and God knows how to take care of his business. No matter how bad it looks, no matter how betrayed your natural senses betray you, you tell yourself that I'm going to bank my faith on him, and he can do anything, and nothing is too difficult for him, and he most assuredly does care. He does care. Second Chronicles 20 and 17, same words were spoken. Great big old battle, armies around, trouble everywhere. Somebody ranting and raving, somebody pawing up the earth like an old bull. Just it's going on all over the place. And, uh, but the, the word of God comes and it, the instructions are given. And the instructions were to be still, to stand still, and to see, observe the salvation of the Lord. That he is going to do something here. And, and, you know, we don't always, we try to figure things out so we, we don't always understand God's ways of doing things. But our faith tells us that whatever he does, whatsoever he does, whatsoever the outcome is, it will be for the best. I have a very, very long list over 40 years, a long list right underneath Romans 8 and 28. That's where I put an awful lot of things when I scratch my head. I just put it right under there. We know that all things work together for the good to them that love God and are the called according to his purpose. All things are going to work together for the good. Somehow, some way, he's going to work it out. I just need to settle down. I just need to be still and remember that he is God and I don't need to get in his way he does not need my two cents worth now lest you get confused be still and see the salvation of God does not mean for you to twiddle your thumbs in other words you must think spiritually and Many times the scriptures say, wait on the Lord. Well, wait is one thing. But I've seen some people, while they're waiting, they're just all over the place, you know. Be still. There's a difference. Be still. And, and to, I'm just trying to illustrate something you can identify with, okay. But uh, otherwise you might get confused for jello. You know, we call that nervous pudding. Some people just look like nervous pudding. They're just jiggling and jangling all over the place. The writer said to be still. Be still. Let your nerves calm down. Because, you know, you're already past the fingernail and you're on your way to your elbow. Just calm down. Okay? Your eyeballs are wild. Your nostrils are flared and your ears are wiggling. <laughs> you know, or your lip is quivering. Just a whole lot of nervous ticks going on here. Just calm down. And, of course, the worst one is that tongue because it gets to talking too much. And it gets to, those old gums get to flapping. 
And that tongue gets to talking and pretty soon that most unruly member of your body is saying things that it doesn't need to say and it's coming from a carnal mind instead of a mind that is built around faith. There's a huge difference between the natural, the carnal, and the spiritual. And the natural person doesn't receive anything from God. So you got to settle down. you got to be still. And you got to put your faith in Him. And that's what you're about when you're waiting or trying to be still and see His salvation. You're praying. You're reading your Bible. You're trusting God. You're getting all the the spiritual senses activated by shutting down the natural senses. I think we call that getting in the spirit. You get in the spirit. Get in the spirit. Psalm 89 and 9, in speaking of the raging waves, raging waves, not just waves, but an adjective there to give you some detail. Raging waves. Waves that make sounds that are loud in your ears and that pound away. And you feel the effect of that. Is it not written that Paul talked about a spirit that had come to buffet him? raging waves they're noisy they're loud and they have an impact they buffet they just try to shake you up all over the place but you must refuse to let your calm that he gives to you to be disturbed just hang out the little sign on your on your closet when you shut the door and enter in to pray that says occupied do not disturb not Paul in the midst of a huge storm. They had not seen the sun or the moon or the stars in many a day. They had no direction about this thing. But, you know, we've got a promise here that Jesus said we're going to pass over to the we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. Whatever it is, we're going to get through this because you don't ever want to forget who's traveling with you. You don't ever want to forget who's on the ship, who's on the boat. And the apostle Paul crawled into a prayer closet amidst nets and hooks and smelly fish and everything else and store and just set it all aside and said, I'm going to pray. I'm going to talk to God. And he come out of there and said, I believe God. God said, we're going to get through this if we stay with the ship. You stay with the church. You stay with the truth. And that's how we're going to get through this. We're going to be still. And we're going to realize that the psalmist said in, about these raging waves, he said, Thou stillest them. Well, isn't that what we just read here in Mark's account? He just simply said, Peace, be still. And then they got scared because of the demonstration of his power. You want to get comfortable with the move of God. 
There are some people that are very fleshly and carnal, and when God's power begins to move in a service, they're looking for a place to hide. They look like Adam and Eve. They're trying to find some place to hide. They don't, they don't, they don't want to respond to that. They're afraid of that. What are you afraid of? You're afraid maybe God's going to deliver you from a spirit? You're afraid maybe God's going to deliver you from your own human spirit? You're afraid maybe God's going to do a good work in your life and turn you upside down and shake out all the bad stuff and get you to where you're going to have good in you? Holy Ghost in you the fruit of the Spirit in you why are you afraid of the move and the power of God some people have a move on alright and their move is to say put God's power somewhere else put it downstairs or put it in a closet put it behind doors and shut it up oh no my friend when that veil of the temple was rent in twain and God's mercy and power was out and loose reaching for everybody I desire his power Paul said I come not with enticing words I don't need poems. I don't need commentary. I don't need man's thinking. I don't need man's religion. I need the power and the demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Let us know Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Let us know His power and His glory. I don't need flowery words and sermons. And neither do you. I need the one that stills the raging waves. I need the one that heals the sick. I need the one that raises the dead. I need the one that takes care of the cancers. I need the one that, that moves in such a spectacular way that it just gets rid of all of my anxieties and fears and my doubts and my concerns. You know, and those things that upset me in so many different ways. I need the one that, whose spirit moves and tells all that to peace, be still calms all that. I need the one that can speak to my heart and give me great words of comfort for the Holy Ghost is the comforter. I don't have to be living in fear all the time of what's going to happen in our world and in the economy and on my job and problems with this and what am I going to do about that let me tell you you just make sure you get Jesus in the ship or you get in the ship with him shall I say you get in the church you repent of your sins you, that means you tell God you're sorry and you don't want to live that way anymore and then we'll baptize you in water in the name of Jesus Christ for the full pardon of all of your sins they'll be put far apart as east is from the west and God said I won't even remember those sins anymore and God's going to give you a clean slate and then he He's going to fill you with a gift of the Holy Ghost and you're going to be born again. You might have been a born a loser but now you're reborn a winner and you're going to be in God's ship and he's going to be with you and when the storms come up and they will, he's going to be there with you and he's going to calm them down. If you'll just calm down, you just calm down. Amen. He'll take care of stilling the raging waves. He'll take care of the tempestuous winds, the boisterous winds, the noisy winds. Oh, there's sometimes people just talking so much, it just creates so much noise. You know, that's not the noise I want. I want that noise that came from heaven. I want that sound that comes from heaven. 
And it comes in and it fills all the house. It'll fill your house. It'll fill all the house. And we're going to be happy, happy, happy people. And that's not a one-shot experience. That's something you want renewed in you every time you come to church one way or the other. God's way of doing his business in your life. He that's begun a good work, he knows how to finish that work. And we're in the finishing phase. He's working on us. He's, we're in finishing school, if you please. He's going to put grace in our lives. He's going to give us, if you please, proper manners. We're not going to forsake coming together for church. We're going to have proper Holy Ghost manners. We're going to assemble ourselves together. And so much the more as we see the day approaching, it's not a call for less church. It's a call for more church. You hear somebody talking about less church. You better run far away from that and get yourself assembling together with people who love the move of God. They love to shout. They love to dance. They love to speak in tongues. They love to sing in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit, dance in the Spirit, worship in the Spirit, and preach in the Spirit. Amen. That's what you want to love. You can remain standing. So there is a time. So our fighting is not built around carnal weaponry. The weapons of our warfare are spiritual weapons. They're mighty through God. And that's what you're doing. You're using your spiritual weapons when you're involved with getting through whatever it is that's happening in your life. Whatever is negatively affecting you, coming against you to thwart you and to oppose you, then you must look to your spiritual weapons. And those kind of weapons will calm you down. They will, they will cause you not to be all herky-jerky and nervous and bent out of shape and twitching every which way and running your mouth and saying all kinds of things. Oh, no, friend. You know what? You're not going to have time to run your mouth because you're going to be talking to God. You're going to be employing the weaponry that, that works, the weaponry that demonstrates the power and the authority of the spoken word of the Almighty God. And where the word of the Lord is, there is power. You better believe that. And I'm telling you, he knows exactly what to do, when to do, and how to do. And he's got the right answer for every situation. That's why it's called the diverse wisdom of God, because he's got everybody's shoe size, dress size, pant size, shirt size, suit size. He knows exactly what each individual needs. He's not going to give my medicine to you or your medicine to me. He's going to give each one of us just what we have need of. He knows your individual situation as well as he knows us collectively because we are members one of another. We're not just members individually, though we are, but we're members collectively of the body of Christ, and he knows how to minister. So have a little faith. Have a little faith, will you? And everybody said amen. And everybody said praise the Lord. Everybody said, we will get through this. Let's lift our hearts with our hands. Thank you, Jesus. And I praise your Lord. I worship you. You are holy. You are mine. You are great. Have faith in God. Just have faith in God. Have faith. Thank you, Lord. God. Come on now. Just have faith in God. If you trust in Him and never doubt, I know the Lord is gonna work, work it all out. If you just have faith in God, have faith in God. Just have faith in God. Have faith. 
Him, and he shall die. 